Ladies, today's conversation is one we need to have. I know so many women that are either scared of lifting weights or when they do, they don't adjust what they're eating to give their bodies the nutrients and fuel they need. I just know that when it comes to strength training, it is a topic that seems either scary or um, out of reach for many of us women. And so I invited the beautiful and amazing Steph Godreau to come today to talk to us all about not only the benefits of getting strong and using either our body or external weights to strength train, but also how we need to appropriately fuel our body and give it the nutrients it needs to match that new activity. So Steph Gajo is a nutritional therapy, intuitive eating, and strength training expert, helping women who lift weights fuel themselves better so they can get stronger, increase their energy, and perform better in the gym. In her best-selling book, The Core Four, she details a four-pillar approach to getting stronger, embracing your body, and owning your power. Steph is trained in biology and human physiology and is a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified intuitive eating counselor, and USA weightlifting sports performance coach. Her weekly podcast, which is amazing by the way, um, is the Listen to Your Body podcast. It has 3.7 million downloads and counting. Steph's actually been on the podcast before around two years ago when her first book came out, uh, The Core Four. And we talked about four ways to embrace your body and own your power. And I will link that podcast in here. But I just really, as I saw Steph shifting into really um, moving from uh, focusing on helping women in regards to paleo or whole foods to focusing on helping women with eating, um, getting strong, uh, but also then eating uh more intuitively, finding peace with food, to now combining all of that together to really help women know how to eat to fuel their activity levels, particularly to strength train. I just knew we needed to have her on the podcast to have this conversation. So the majority of my clients, not all obviously, but are, um, you know, 40 plus. And because of that, you know, Steph mentions in the podcast episode that as we age, our bone density changes and so does our muscle mass. So we need to be building that muscle mass and even that bone density up through things like strength training. So in this conversation, we talk about a lot of juicy things. We talk about Steph's story. We talk about some gaps that she often sees with women and their nutrition, and then just some advice on how you can get started with the strength training program. So I want to encourage you to make sure you listen, share this episode with a friend, tag Steph and I on Instagram or wherever you are um, on social and let us know or let people know how this episode is for you. But before you go, I strategically placed Steph episode here um, as I was doing the menu planning challenge because this week I am doing a free five-day menu planning challenge to help women in my community create a routine and habit around planning meals for their unique body, their family, and their health goals and needs, right? We're all, we all have different health goals and needs and all have different uh, specific things that we need to do. But the main thing I see that that's holding women back is actually creating routine and habit around that. So that's why this week, we're only on day two, we're doing a free menu planning challenge. So if you go to madewell345.com slash menu planning challenge, madewell345.com slash menu planning challenge, you will be in the challenge and you can participate with us because this week I'm also giving away some goodies. I'm giving away some recipes, giving away my favorite um, habits tracker as well as a 90 minute coaching session. So your homework, my friend, is to listen to the episode but also go and sign up for the challenge so that you can get that support. You'll be on my email list and 
know everything that I have to offer, but I really want to help you create a routine and habit around your nutrition for whatever activity levels you are at. All right, enjoy the episode and I'll see you soon. You're listening to the More Than Your Weight podcast and I am Brianna Wilkerson, your host. You know, over half my life, I really struggled with my relationship with food, my body, and myself. I was constantly finding my worth in my weight, in what I did, in how I looked, and how other people saw me. And healthy living was just about getting that affirmation. But when I started to see that my worth and my health was so much more than my weight, I found breakthrough. Yes, my body got to a weight that it really thrived at, but more so than that, I loved myself. I took care of myself and I cared for my body in the way that it needed. And I am on a mission to help other women do the same. And so through this podcast, my programs, my group, I really am on a mission to help other women find peace with food, feel confident in their bodies again, and develop healthy habits and a lifestyle that's so much more than about their weight. So I'm so excited to journey with you on this podcast where you'll find solo episodes, guest interviews, and an occasional essential oil episode from time to time. But before you leave, I want you to do a couple things. Make sure you join my Facebook group, More Than Your Weight Women's Community, where you can unpack these episodes, get weekly trainings, uh, monthly challenges, and a lot of support. But also be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. Because guess what? I want to make sure this podcast pops in your inbox every single week. But then if you are on Instagram, make sure you follow me there because I show a little bit behind the scenes of my business and my own health journey. So I'm so excited that you're here can't wait for you to listen to this new episode but also again just know that you are so much more than your weight your health and your worth is so much more than your weight all right enjoy the episode and I hope to talk to you soon Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast today. I am so honored to have Steph Godro back on with us. I think it was maybe two years ago when she came out with her book, The Core Four, that she came on and talked with us. And today she is back to really give us some, some food for thought to really kind of challenge us, but also give us a different perspective in relationship to food, activity, and all of those things we, we talk about here. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Again, yeah, I, appreciate I know. It. I know. It's so fun. I mean, I know we talked through Instagram and stuff, but I was like, oh, she needs to come back on and share her wisdom with us again. So, mm. well, for those who are first listening, I'll definitely link in the previous episode, but tell us a little bit about your story. I know that, you know, you were a CrossFit athlete. You, you know, you blogged about paleo for a long while, but you've since then developed and have, um, you know, helped women in a lot of different areas. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I've been an athlete or in sports pretty much my whole life. And, um, somebody who was just really down about my body, um, had a really dysfunctional relationship with food, always trying to eat as little as possible dieting and so on. So my relationship with food, my thoughts and beliefs about food and my body were not what I would say were in a healthy place. And it took many years and it's, you know, things are still a work in progress and in some ways, shapes and forms. But what I started to also tap into was the community around me. So yes, I was competing in CrossFit. I was eating primarily what would be considered a paleo approach to food. And I also started to see people around me in my community really struggling and saying, you know, I'm doing all these things or I'm eating (laughs) by the book on this thing. And I'm still just feeling like I'm 
doing things that aren't supportive of me. Like I'm falling off the wagon or I'm binge eating sometimes at night, or I feel like there's just something missing or why do I want to eat all these carbs? And that took me down a road of two things. First, becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner and really getting more into a bio-individual approach with food. And then secondarily into becoming a certified intuitive eating counselor and really looking at, yes, my own relationship with food, but also understanding what influences other people's relationships with food. How do you move past or start working your way out of a diet mentality how do those things affect your choices with food and your sort of mental, emotional landscape? And so now I do really a combination of all of these things. Yes, I help people eat enough to fuel their activity and also looking at how do we make those things individual and personal and what is the underlying relationship with food. And by that, I mean, thoughts and beliefs and feelings that influence your decision-making process. So it's really all three. It's been a very windy road, but here we are. And primarily right now I'm helping women who lift weights fuel themselves better. So they get stronger and they see results from the hard work that they're putting in instead of feeling like I'm trying all these things and I'm putting in all this work and I'm just not seeing or feeling any changes, you know, um, how can I work to make that better? Oh man. I love, you said so many things here, but the thing that you said that stood out to me was just like eating by the book. How many of us have ate mm-hmm. by the book. And as you're saying, just feel like something's missing, like whether it's the results or just feel like, man, in order to maintain my weight or whatever I want to do, do I have to always eat like this? Cause it just feels like too much work or it doesn't feel like it fits with my life. And I just love it. How you said, like, you know, you went through all of these different experiences yourself and coming back full fold. Now you're like, okay, this is what mm-hmm. I, this is what I do. And this is what I really want to do is help women, you know, get stronger, you know, take up more space as you talk about, but also do it in such a way where it's like, you're actually fueling yourself the way you need by looking at a bio-individual approach instead of just going by the book. And so that's just so powerful. So, I mean, what does that look like for you now? So you say like you help women lift weights um, and who lift weights, you know, really do that in a way that gives their body life. And what are some of the things that you help women do in that area? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of people is feeling like if they do want to get stronger, um, how to do it in a way (laughs) that means they don't have to do things like counting all of their macros or being on a really rigid, really strict food plan or being on a workout plan where they feel like they can't miss a day. And if they miss a day, then they're messing it all up or they're doing exercises that they just don't enjoy. And so what I'm really looking for here to help women do is to find this place where yes, they are properly eating to support their activity. They're taking enough rest and they're including the mixture of activity that will actually help them move toward their goals. Now to be really upfront, I don't 
have people looking at things like how did your weight change? Did your, you know, are you losing weight? Um, or even necessarily looking at things like your body composition or your inches or things like that. What I'm really interested in is what are your energy levels like? What is your recovery like? Do you feel like you can get up the next day? Or do you feel like the exercise you just did the day before puts you into a space where you can't get up and function? I'm looking at things like, are you actually getting stronger? You know, how are we keeping track of that? And so here's a couple of the biggest gaps that I would say. The first one is that women are not eating enough food. Active women are not eating enough food. Now, obviously that's a generalization and we could make a case for why that isn't true. You know, that women are eating too much food and certainly energy balance is really important. But what I will say is this, is that being in this space for as long as I have been, which is now a decade plus and being someone who's really active myself and working with a lot of active women, the diet mentality that we know is so pervasive in our world and in our diet culture trickles down to people who are very active and it means they're dieting, like really not eating enough food, not taking in enough energy, and in many cases, not having an appropriate balance of macronutrients that's supporting them getting stronger, having enough energy and so on and so forth. So it sounds really, it sounds really obvious and really simple, but I see so often, this is with one-on-one clients. This is with working with people in group program. This is with fielding DMS and messages from people over and over and over again. I get messages that sound like this, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm exercising. I'm really trying hard, but then I get to five o'clock in the afternoon and all I want to do is eat sugar or I am eating healthy, exercising, trying really hard. I come home, I eat dinner. And then all I want to do is eat carbs after dinner. I can't stop eating. What's wrong with me? And most of the time, in the majority of cases, when I help, help people, if this is my one-on-one clients and we're looking at, well, how, like, what does a day of food look like for you? What I'm finding over and over and over again is chronic underfueling, and what that looks like um, in kind of nerdy terms is called low energy, low energy availability. And so what that means is that, yes, we have a basal metabolic rate every day. You know, our body requires a certain amount of energy to just run on its own, but because the diet mentality is so pervasive right? Eat less, eat less, eat less, cut back, cut back, cut back. We have a huge population of folks who are health conscious. They want to improve their health. They want to lift weights or they want to exercise or have an active lifestyle and, or a stressful life. And they're just simply not eating enough food on a daily basis to support that stuff. So that's one space. The second space, and this is where things get a little bit individual But what I see a lot, a lot, a lot is a really inadequate carbohydrate intake for a high activity level. And so I'm not going to get into specifics in terms of grams of this or grams of that, but it's just really important to keep an eye on those things 
where if you feel like you're cutting your carbohydrate intake way back, but your activity level is really high and you're not seeing increases in strength or performance, your mood and your energy is really low. Maybe you're, you feel like you can't get out of bed. You're always really tired. That's a really important place to look. It's a really, really important place to look. So we have sort of a low energy availability. And then we also have specifically maybe not supporting our body with the the macronutrients that it really needs for a higher activity level. So those are just a couple of the places where I see big gaps in, um, in what people are currently doing. And sometimes it is a result of diet culture and how we've been conditioned to, to think about food. And then sometimes it's just, we don't know, or we need some help to develop the habits and the, the life planning that's going to help us, um, introduce those things on a consistent basis so that we feel really good in our bodies. We're seeing improvements from the effort that we're putting in and yet food is not taking up all of our extra time. Yeah. I, I mean, so many great things that you just said, but I do think like, you know, and you know, you've even kind of been with me, even how I've, um, you know, shifted even my language around like sustainable weight loss, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like recognizing that you know, your health, your vitality, and actually what you're going for is so much more than your weight. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. even if the number and the scale change, you could still have low energy levels. You could still not be recovering well. And mm-hmm. ultimately what we all want is actually what we call non-scale victories, things you get the scale or a number cannot measure. And so I love how you pointed out these gaps in particular, because I know for me, when I was very, very, very active in CrossFit and just loved it, you know, just had a lot more time to do it. I, I suffer from both of these things. And I just remember my coach just having to be like, you need to eat more carbs. Like you're just not eating enough. And Mm -hmm. I was a paleo at the time. And I just like had applied almost the same way that I was eating before CrossFit, which was, um, you know, I was doing not, I was in doing activity, but not as much to, to, to then. And it's like, wait, no, my intensity actually increased. I just have more muscle now than I ever had before. And um, yeah. And, and even now, like, you know, postpartum nearly a year and being active, my activity level is different. I'm still active. So breastfeeding, I still have to watch this. Like mm-hmm. I still have to watch, like, how much am I eating? How much am I under eating? Am I eating enough carbs? Am I eating enough fat and protein? And just, just saying all that to show that it does change to based on where you're at in life and having to like, still kind of take off that diet hat and say, what does my body need? Cause I'm similar. It's like, oh man, I feel like it's not just the baby not sleeping. Like, I feel like I just don't have consistent energy. Oh, what have you been eating or not eating? Um, and so I just love this, the chronic under fueling or the low energy availability and just the fear of carbs we have. Actually, I think we've all been afraid of all macronutrients, mm-hmm. proteins, mm-hmm. bad carbs are bad. Fats are bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of miseducation around that too. So Well, you know, so for for some of those, I know some of the women listening are kind of older and, you know, um, maybe they, maybe they don't do strength training or maybe they want to, but have no idea where to start in a way that's safe for them. And I know you have a lot of great programs and thoughts around this. Like what if someone is wanting to get into strength training, tell us a little bit about what are some of the benefits, but also some simple ways that they can get Mm -hmm. started. Oh, this is where I get on my soapbox. Okay, well, I, go ahead. Because I love talking about this. And and yet there are so much misinformation right. that, that does persist about, you know, strength training in general and what it takes. And 
and all of it. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. and when, you know, when you say women are older, just so everybody listening knows I'm 42. Okay. So (laughs) I'm not in my twenties anymore. Right. Things have changed. And yet I didn't start really lifting weights until I was in my early thirties. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, not late to the game, but I wasn't bench pressing since I was 15. Like a lot of guys have been, have had exposure to lifting weights or it's been more accessible to them, or maybe they were on a sports team where that was part of the thing and you went to the weight room. So there's a, there can be a lot of barriers for women, especially to get into a strength training environment or to feel like they're not completely scared about this. And what I will say, and I have seen this over and over and over again, is that oftentimes a woman will express interest in starting to do some kind of resistance training or strength training. And people will say, Ooh, don't get hurt. Oh, be careful. And yes, of course we want to be safe. We want to do things in a a mindful way, but let me tell you what ladies, there is so much more benefit to lifting weights then there is, you know, risk and you need to be afraid because the fact of the matter is you're not going to walk into a gym and put 300 pounds on a bar and go squat. Now, for most of us, that's not going to happen. It may never happen. And that's fine. It doesn't have to happen in order for you to feel the benefits of strength training. So let's back up to, for just a second. Cause like I said, I could go, I could go on and on about this for hours at when we hit 30, So if you're over 30 listening to this right now, we begin to lose muscle mass and we begin to lose bone mineral density. Okay. Most people know that bone mineral density is associated with conditions like osteopenia and osteoporosis, which is a sort of a a loss of, of bone mineral density. And that puts us at increased risk for bone fracture, right? As we get older. And unfortunately, those bone fracture events, especially if you think about, you know, older people falling down and breaking a hip, for example, can be catastrophic, can be absolutely catastrophic in terms of health and mobility and mortality. Right. And so we want to stay as strong as we can for as long as we can. And the other thing that's recently come out in research It was believed at one point, it was unsure, you know, can beginning lifting in later life be protected? Can we reverse, essentially, can we reverse things like the loss of bone mineral density? And it was unclear for a while. And there's newer research that's come out to say, you know what, if you start later in life, it's not too late because you can reclaim some of that bone mineral density that you've lost. You can reclaim the muscle mass that you have lost. So it's important to know if you're listening to this right now, that it's not too late. It's not too late. You can start at any time and you can start to at least slow, or in some cases, even reverse things like the lost muscle mass or the lot, the loss of bone density. And then of course, strength training has so many other benefits, things like mood, things like, um, increasing our body's sensitivity to insulin, I mean, you name it, strength training is amazing for those things, balance, coordination, stability, right? All things that you don't fall down, um, or you make that risk a lot less likely as you get older. So there are those benefits. And then it allows you to do things in life, daily life better. And recently I did a series on Instagram 
where I, or did a reel where I talked about, you know, how, how are these functional movement patterns that we talk about so often, these compound movements that we show so often in strength training, how do they directly relate over to everyday life? Think about how many times a day you sit down and stand up. Think about how many times you pick something up off the floor, whether it's a child, it's a big bag of dog food, it's the laundry basket, right? You put things away overhead, you carry things to and from. All of these are what we call functional movements or functional movement patterns. And we can train those by lifting weights or doing some kind of resistance training that helps us get better at those things for daily life. So those are just some of the things to think about where it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be so heavy that it intimidates you and you never want to come back to it or that it hurts you. And we can start off with things like just our body weight, right? Can we squat down and stand up with just our body weight? Or can we, can we squat down to a bench or can we squat down to a uh, kind of a low bench or something like that, you know, a low sitting area where we can train these movement patterns. Um, there are so many things that we could do. We could work on, for example, holding a plank position, which is really the precursor to a push-up. Um, we can carry, <laughs> we can carry anything. We can carry all the groceries in one trip. We can um, introduce some really simple ways of doing those things. And it can be done at home. And so I do have a strength program called made strong. You can do these things at home. So you don't even have to go to a gym. And I know that that's a concern even still now, not all gyms are open. A lot of people just choose not to go to a gym facility as a woman. It can feel pretty intimidating to walk into a gym in a lot of cases because, um, you might not feel welcome or there could be other things that, that make you feel like it's just not the environment for you. So there are ways to start doing these things at home and to do them with really simple equipment. So just finding a program that you feel like is supportive for you and where you're at can be so important and also gives you a little bit of guidance. Um, but for women, especially, you know, strength training, resistance training two to three times a week, you know, we're talking maybe 20 minutes, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit longer, but it doesn't have to be, I need to go to the gym for three hours and sling these barbells around and, and it looks really scary and intimidating, right? It can be a few times a week. And then in the interim period, you know, every day, get some low key movements and walking. So good for you. Uh, movement walking counts as movement. It's so amazing. And you're, you're pretty much set. It doesn't have to be anything, um, more than that. It doesn't have to be really scary. It doesn't have to be intimidating. I love it. I mean, I would love to hear you go on your soapbox, but um, I mean, I know I just love, yeah, you did a particular reel too. I mean, you did a couple where it was just like, for those who aren't listening, um, who don't know what a reel is, it's basically a really awesome video that you can do on Instagram, but, um, and just like how you really showed how the movements we do such as squat or such as even a kettlebell swing or such as a farmer carry those ones that we would typically do like in a, in a fitness program, we're like, uh, what, what does this have to do with real life? But it's like, Oh, literally, like I watch my daughter now, her squat is so deep. She just <laughs> squats all the time and, you know, and just picking things up from the floor, the deadlift and just 
we're training to be at better at the normal everyday things because mm-hmm. often when we pull a muscle or do something, it's like it's in the everyday things. Um, yes. And so I just love, and I love how you talked about use your body weight. So we get so weirded out with like my, you know, I have these like 20 pound dumbbells I've been using. And my sister's like, those are so heavy. I'm scared. I'm like, you're scared to be around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, but you know, I'm like, no, I didn't start using these. I just was using my body weight. Or when I was pregnant towards the end, it's like, I just use some empty or like put a little bit of water in the detergent bottles. And that was my weight, mm-hmm. right? It does not have to be as like complicated as we often see. And I love how you talk about slinging around the weights. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not about that. And, um, I love how just like simple you make it for us. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely everyone I'll link her, her made, um, made strong program here. So you can check that out. But I do think what you're saying is like, you know, there's a lot more things we can just do at home and it's nothing wrong with going to gym, but you can even do it at the gym. If you want more access to more equipment Mm -hmm. that you don't need a lot of equipment though, even to get started. And get no, you don't, you don't. And with the pandemic, it actually made equipment access <laughs> it's a hard, lot more, a lot more difficult, <laughs> yes. right? All of a sudden we had so many people buying fitness equipment so they mm-hmm. could work out at home. Prices were like skyrocketed. Used to be able to get any kind of dumbbell or kettlebell generally for about a dollar a pound. Mm-hmm. And now the prices are, you know, sometimes triple, right? Um, so I love how you talked about, you know, jugs of water or detergent bottles filled with water, or, you know, I've even seen people have a backpack and they put Mm -hmm. something in it to introduce some kind of a weight. Um, so it doesn't have to be anything really expensive. It can, it can be what you have around. And so just get creative with it. But I think the one thing I wanted to mention is if, and when things do open up in your area, if you are able to, or even, you know, maybe there's somebody in your area who can meet you at a park or something like that, where you could hire a trainer for even like three sessions to just help walk you through some of the more basic movement patterns to be able to correct what you in person and give you some feedback so that you have a, you're like, okay, I have a little bit more confidence that I'm doing these things in a way that's, you know, is safe and is, is correct. And, you know, I'm not putting myself at any, you know, like real big risk, but I love what you said earlier about, you know, the life that happens in between the workouts is where we really do adopt certain movement patterns, or maybe we had an old injury. And so we kind of, our body learns to adapt and work around it. It's really that those other times that we're outside the gym that we accumulate sometimes movement patterns that really aren't helpful for us in the gym. And then we put weight on and then we're like, Oh, like I pulled something or, or whatever the case might be. So sometimes even looking for, um, there's some, some really amazing people that are doing these things online now where you can go and get a mobility program, or you can look up a stretching routine or whatever yoga online or whatever it is to begin making your body a little bit more supple, a little bit more flexible or improving these movement patterns that you've had for you. Like maybe every time you try to do a deadlift, you're like, my back hurts. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a reason why. And it's because there's something happening that's causing your body to be in that position. So how can you either work with a trainer one-on-one for a short period of time to help spot some of those issues and correct them on the spot or be proactive and get something like a mobility program. Um, Dr. Jenna scare is mm-hmm. one. Um, and I can't remember her new last name. She just got married, but she's doc Jen fit on Instagram. She has a ton of mobility problems for people who are like, Oh, but my knee always hurts. Oh, but my shoulder always hurts. Right. 
go and look those things up. And it's, it's in the maintenance of your body in between lifting the weights. That's going to be the biggest improvement. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so tell us a little bit then about, I know you have like a free, um, strength mini course that you're going to offer to all the listeners, but then I also yeah. want you to tell us a little bit more about made strong. If that's something that's really interesting people, like, what is it about yeah. and like what's in it? Yeah. So I have a strength workout mini course. It is free and you can get that. We'll I'm sure share the link for that, but the, um, that is a course on my learning platform. It's video based. And the first thing I do is talk about why strength training. And so it goes a little bit more into depth on the different benefits. And then I have three functional strength workouts that I walk you through some of the form and techniques. So you'll see in these videos, I'm doing these workouts on my front porch. So you don't need a fancy space <laughs> and you certainly don't need a lot of weight or, or, you know, a full gym setup but I walk you through some of the different points of form and technique that you'll want to know. So that is a free resource that is available to you. And then I have my made strong program. So I really wanted to create a strength training program that was based on the five, the five main movement patterns. And we've already talked about most of them here in this show, but that these patterns are the squat, the hinge, which is really like the precursor to a deadlift or bending down and picking something up the, the pressing motion that we do, the pulling motion that we do, and then the carrying motion that we do. And so this program is really flexible. And a lot of times when I talk about this program, people are like, yeah, but I just want to know exactly what to do. And I'm like, well, what, what exactly equipment do you have? What do you like doing? What are the things that work for your body? And they're like, oh yeah, I know that when I get fitness programs, I have to change it all the, all the time. So it's really the best of both worlds. So what I give you is 60 different templates that use these functional movement patterns. So for example, you might choose squat, pull, carry, and then I've listed out, I have a library of over a hundred movements that you can pick on that day that really work for your body, your time constraints, your, your, you know, equipment that you have available, the things you like to do. And then you just kind of put those movements for the day into the template. And then you go do your workout. The idea is that it should take you less than 30 minutes. So 30 minutes, two to three times a week, flexible to you yet giving you guidance. And that's the made strong program. And when I first created this, the reason I made it is I wanted a program that was flexible enough to do at home. At the time, I only had one kettlebell. That's a true story. So I didn't have a full gym at my house. I had a kettlebell and I was able to create a workout for me, which became made strong. That was challenging. And I've been lifting weights. I said earlier for over 10 years. So can you do this? If you've been lifting weights for 10 years, absolutely. Can you do this? If you've been lifting weights, you're just starting. Absolutely. So it's really flexible depending on, you know, what level you're at. Uh, I give you examples for how to make it easier and how to make it harder. So that's one of the things that people oftentimes struggle with is progression. They're like, I don't know, how do I, how, like, this is too easy for me now, or gosh, that's the way that I saw that was, it looks too hard. So I always structure it out and I will say, okay, here's how you can make this easier. Like you might not be able to put your back foot up on a, a bench and do what we call a rear foot elevated split squat, which is really like a single leg squat. <laughs> that might be way too hard for where you're at right now, 
no problem. How do we make that easier? Okay. We're going to put that back foot on the floor. We're going to hold on to something for balance and we're only going to use body weight so that you can look at a movement and say, yes, I know how to adapt that to what I need right now, but it will continue to grow with me. So that's really the program. It, it will grow with you. You'll be able to use it for years and years to come. And it keeps things really simple. That sounds amazing. And yeah, yeah I just think it's, and I love the customization there that you're talking about and the progression mm -hmm. um, and just being able to like start where you are. And then as you get stronger, there's ways to continue to do that. So I do street parking right now and I just love it. Mm. Similar. It's just mm -hmm. like, and I, you know, towards the, when the pandemic hit, I was about six months pregnant and I just was like, I want to keep moving. And I had no idea how to do that six months pregnant and be safe. And yeah. so, you know, I love that they had a lot of customizations for moms, but even now I've continued it. I'm just like, actually, really love working out at home. And I love that these simple movements, I only have a pair of dumbbells or whatever. And I love how what you, exactly what you're talking about, the ability to progress. And even though some, some days or some weeks I'm like, I'm exhausted. I don't have a lot to give. So I'm going to like, not regret. I'm just going to choose a simpler version today. Or mm -hmm. then, then the next day I'm like, I feel like I have my energy back. So I'm going to do the kind of more challenging version. So be the ability to customize it, but also recognize that, um, just, and to be consistent, like that's, what's helped me be consistent mm -hmm. is the ability to customize it based on where I'm at and what I'm feeling in the moment. Um, and you don't, and I love it. You just don't need a lot to do it. I think people think we need, because I I've had countless clients like go into the gym and just say, like, I have no idea what to do, Yeah, but they don't yeah. do anything. And I'm like, exactly. So let's yeah. figure out what you could do together. So love the simplicity. Yeah. yeah simple is better, you mm -hmm. know, more, more times than not. I mean, the human brain is um, overwhelmed generally by more than three choices. Right. <laughs> so, yes. so the simpler we can keep it, the better you don't Yeah, You're right, exactly right. We don't need more things in order to get a good workout um, and adapting things and meeting your level where you're at that day and your energy levels and you know, what your body is able to do will exactly help with that consistency because what happens so much, and I did a podcast on this recently, mm -hmm. but let's say you want to get back into working out or you're just going to start for the first time going and doing the hardest thing you can. You're only going to end up feeling sore. You're going to be so sore or so exhausted that you're not going to want to work out again for a, a, a week, mm -hmm. a, a week, maybe longer. And that's not going to breed consistency, right? And so it is being able to adapt and knowing that even if you modify something, you make it easier, whatever the case might be, you're still getting a good workout. Yeah. You don't have to smash yourself to pieces or be sweating and laying on the floor and writhing around or feeling like you're going to throw up. Or, you know, we have this idea that it's like, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, and that's diet culture. That is right. diet culture, but, but wrapped in a fitness bow and um, saying like walking doesn't count. Walking is one of the best things you can do for yourself, right? Like in terms of movement and mental health and it's, it, it's low stress. Like it is so amazing. And so whenever I hear people say things like, well, walking, I only walked today. It didn't count. I'm like, we need to shift that. Right. Mm -hmm. That is something positive you did for yourself. And it, it got you out. It got you out of the house. You know, you got to enjoy the fresh air. You got to move your body. You got to, you know, maybe do some moving meditation, like whatever the case might be, we have to start reframing those things as if like we didn't do enough because that is exactly the thing that has gotten us into trouble, especially as women, we already carry so much 
extra burden for generally like child caring, household maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. And oftentimes working too on top of it, that like we need to do more, it doesn't count. It gets us into trouble, right? We, we end up stressed out, overworked, underfed, and our health takes a toll from that. So it ends up having the reverse effect. We need to find those moments of, you know, what I can do is good enough today and, and being okay with that. I love it. And I forgot to mention, I mentioned to, to say this, I think yesterday I was doing the workout called for air squats and my daughter was just like hanging around and she wanted me to pick her up. I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing some weighted air squats yeah, right now, you know? Yeah. And it was Involve just like, them. oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Like just going, you know, and that's just how it is. It's just like, do what you can. I wasn't like, no, 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 go away. It's just like, all right, how can I adapt today? And how can I just, you know, move my body? Right. And so yeah, I love that. I love just, I mean, I love walking when I first started being very consistent with my exercise, I just walked and I, I mean, I still do. I just love it. It is peace of mind, you know, reduce your stress and it moves so many aspects of your body. So mm -hmm. I totally agree. If all you can do is walking, if that's more than enough, just walk, 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 and then add a little bit of made strong in there. So yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So well, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to get to know you more, follow you, where should they find you on the internet and social media? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That is where I hang out mostly on social media. So that's Steph underscore Godro. I have a podcast called the listen to your body podcast yes. comes out usually on Tuesday. And then, um, I have different ways you can work with me on my website. So currently you can find an application for one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, where I do all the things we talked about in this show, but on a really personal level and then, um, any group offerings or, or DIY stuff that I have on offer, like made strong, you can go ahead and check that out. It's all linked on my website, which is stephgodro.com. Excellent. I'll make sure to link all that in there too. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Okay. Bye. Wasn't that episode just glorious? I love Steph. I love following her on Instagram. I love learning from her. She is such an amazing voice in this health and wellness industry. So I'm so glad you got to hear from her again on the podcast. Make sure you go check out her free resources, her introduction, the strength training program, that free mini course, her made strong program that includes a lot of functional fitness, um, movements and programs for you. But also if you are someone who has been strength training for a while and you are looking for, uh, you know, a particular way to go about with your nutrition, go check out her, uh, waitlist for her strength nutrition unlocked program. Okay. But then before you go, I want to make sure you join my menu planning challenge in my Facebook group, the more than your weight women's community. This is where we're going to create a habit to help you meal plan well. And even if you feel like you're a great meal planner, you can always share your tips with the community, but also learn more tips, right? It's all about improving our health and our habits so that we can continue to be healthy and well, no matter what life brings at us, all right? So go to the show notes or go to madewell345.com slash menu planning challenge. Join us. We're only on day two, and we'll be doing this all throughout the week of August 16th to 20th, and um, I would love to just support you in that way. All right, enjoy the episode, and I'll see you next week. That's a wrap. 
That's another episode of the More Than Your Weight podcast. I hope you're leaving encouraged and inspired and empowered to go out there and know that your health and your worth is so much more than your weight. So before you go, again, do a couple things. Make sure you join my Facebook group, the More Than Your Weight Women's Community, where there are daily posts, weekly trainings, and just a lot of support to unpack these episodes as well as get support in your More Than Your Weight journey. Make sure you also follow me on Instagram where I show my behind the scenes of my own health, but also just how I care for others along the way. And then make sure you sit, subscribe and rate and review this podcast because more women will see that, but also you'll get new episodes every single week. All right, I'll see you on the next episode and can't wait to support you more.